Welcome to Coffee and Cuts. I'm Jonathan Meek, and we're so excited that you joined us today. Pastor Brett, we just finished our wrapped up our series on Inconvenient Truths, the source of true communion. So this last week, in preparation for this, you went from everything from the Word of God to gastrointestinal uh, articles <laughs> for preparation. Walk me through, uh, through this last week of your life preparing for uh, uh, Sunday's message. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, this is, this is one of the, you know, I, have, I went back and I, I realized I've never preached this, this passage before, which, which is interesting. I mean, obviously there's plenty of passages I haven't, but, but I've preached a good amount and I've never spoke on this one before. So it was, it was an exciting journey of really walking through the intent and, uh, and, and, and seeking what was the Lord really saying with this. Mm. Obviously, it wasn't about, you know, cannibalism. It wasn't about him inviting people to eat his flesh and drink his blood. It was about belief. It was about coming into a relationship that is so real that you actually benefit from the realness of that relationship. So not just this intellectual believe in me and you know one day get heaven, but in a relationship that is as real as, hey, I just ate a big meal and now I feel full, and later in the day I have energy, mm. and there, there's a response from what just took place. That real is the relationship that Jesus calls us into and that's what he was talking about in this passage. Yeah, you, you so easily miss that too if you're just going through in your quiet time and you don't really try to dig in and unpack what that, uh, what that passage is really trying to tell you. You could easily just go through and, and just miss exactly everything that we talked about today and the benefit of, of true nutrition, right? And I, I love the analogy at the beginning, the nachos versus the avocado. That, uh, <laughs> that'll certainly stick with me. And, oh, but it's so true and it's so important that <laughs> It's, it's, it's garbage in and garbage out, right? right. And, and it's so easy to say that on a Sunday, but there's a lot of time between Sunday to Sunday, right? So, so what's really, what's the fruit in your life to borrow something from one of the previous leaks? Yeah. Uh, what's happening between the time that you leave church and then the time that you show up again? Yeah, you know, I, I think when a lot of people read this passage, John, they, they read it and they immediately think it's just talking about communion. I think at first blush because there's, there's so many... Um, parallels between the flesh and the blood, and unless you have this, you have no part of me. So it, it does invoke that. I think that that sense that oh, this is what he's just simply talking about. Uh, but as we learned today, you know, that's not the intent of the passage. It wasn't just about communion. It was about how do you come into this life-giving, real relationship, but also how do you continue to stay fueled and filled with that life. Now, I know that you're a triathlete, right? Mm -hmm. So so you're biking. You're running and swimming, mm -hmm. right? For distances I don't even want to fathom mm -hmm. or even try to approach to do myself. <laughs> but I have mad respect for that. So at the end of the day, if you just eat one meal, let's just say, uh, even a day before you're going to go on your triathlon, right? And it's a good meal, you eat your meal, and then you're going to go and you're going to do all these events. What's going to happen to you if you don't eat regularly, intermittently in between the events. What's going to happen to you? Yeah, yeah, no, you're spot on. You're, you're going to bonk is what we call sort of in that world. But if, if you're in an Ironman race, right, 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike, 26.2 mile marathon, all consecutive kind of in the same day. Wow. Some people, they get done eight hours. Some people takes up to 17 hours. So if you just have your Wheaties, right, as right. you start the day at 3.30 right. in the morning, yep. uh, and you eat nothing, you know, the first hour, the second hour, the third hour sort of into that event, uh, you might be okay, but you're going to get to a point where your glycogen is completely depleted. Your body is running. It's burning through fat, everything that you've got left. Mm. And suddenly you're going to go from feeling really great to you hit a wall. Right. And you're suddenly this, this grown adult curled up in the fetal position on the side of the road and just feel absolutely terrible. Right. And, and there's so is, is exactly what I was thinking about during 
the message, there's so much transferability without analogy to being a Christian. It's like, if you show up on Sunday and then, oh, we're missing next Sunday because, you know, this kid's sick, which I got four kids, so I get it, right. uh, or I'm traveling for work or something else, you're, you're going to get to that point where you're two or three hours into your bike ride or into your run, right. and then you're just running on fumes. So the, the source of nutrition outside of just Sunday, right? right. Daily on your knees in prayer and right. devotion, yeah. opening the word of God and looking into the Bible, right. uh, communicating with the rest of your family and all these things are so important, but, but you gotta be intentional about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. So what you said earlier is that if I just eat my Wheaties and I go around the same, you know, I do all my events, I'm going to be empty, right? Because Spot the on. rigors of the events themselves are going to drain. They're going to, they're going to deplete. And all of a sudden the last micron of Wheatie that was helping you has now been, exercised out right it's it's no longer well, you know this more from the from the health nutrition article <laughs> that you referenced today so that's right there's some biology happening yeah there. there's some biology so so the problem is so many christians live in this reality yeah oh, where absolutely. you know what um let's even just say it's not so much hey i came to jesus 10 years ago and i've had zero interaction since let's just say that that's the worst case scenario and and we're not talking about that specifically let's talk about the christian who tells Anyone who meets them, yep, I'm a follower of Jesus. I go to Calvary Church, whatever church they go to, doesn't matter. And this is their this is their life. And then you look at the nutrition of their walk with God, and the nutrition they have in their walk with God is I go to church on Sundays, but I don't go every Sunday, Jay, because I'm busy, right? That's right. I got things in my life. I got other things. I got other priorities. So so we we know that even people who say I'm deeply committed at my church go to church 50% of the time. So that means two out of four Sundays for deeply committed people uh, who are regular attenders. Okay, so. So at the end of the day, you start to stretch that out and, and, and you realize as you look at the nutrition of their walk with God during the week that the only meal they had was Sunday. That's right. Twice a month. And you wonder why so many Christians walk around in a spiritually emaciated place. We're supposed to be strong and filled with life and we're walking around like we just left a concentration camp after a long internment there. It's like we have no nutrition in us. Our bodies and bones are emaciated. Our faith is weak. We're easily detoured by the pervasive winds and ways of the world. We're, we're easily misled. Why? Because we're not filled with that nutrition that comes with being close to Jesus. Well, and all this comes back to just building a relationship, right? So what, what type of relationship would you have with Sarah or your children if you invested an hour twice a month right. over 30 days? It's like... Not probably not very good, right? Probably probably not a very good relationship, and um, yeah, yeah. This is supposed to be the cornerstone, the most important relationship as a follower of Christ. Yeah, Jesus said, you know, unless if, you know, you you drink of my blood and eat of my flesh, there's no life in you. So unless if you believe in the name of Jesus, there there is no life, not physically now or even eternally, you know, to come. Unless if we truly accept what He's done for us on the cross, unless we truly enter into this life story he has for us. But you know what? There is this sense of calling of that we have to continue to eat day by day. You know, we have to continue. And so people, you know, at the end of the day, I think we look at church as the greatest substantial meal spiritually we're going to get this week, John. And at the end of the day, I look at it as a very substantial thing, but it's really more of an hors d'oeuvre. I mean, at the end of the day, we're going to come together. We're going to, we're going to have this bite together. It's going to be amazing. We're going to be together. But you know what? If you're not getting in the, the Word of God throughout the week, if you're not in prayer, if you're not in worship, if you're not serving, if you're not you know, getting together with other Christians, having accountability, I mean, truly living this life out to where every one of those is a meal that's pouring into you. You're getting bigger and stronger in the Spirit because you're walking in 
you know, that relationship with Christ and you're, you're, the nourishment of Christ is filling you up. When you come back to Sunday, Sunday isn't so much about getting the biggest meal. It's getting filled up so that you can give a meal out to a thousand other people this week. And every time they interact with you and you meet with them, they're taking a little bite off your plate. And at the end of the day, if you don't have anything on your plate, what, what are people eating? And, 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 and how are they getting that drink of cool water in Christ? If, if you're not eating and drinking from His presence daily yourself. Yeah, no doubt. So, so the other thing you talked about here is the importance of, you know, you're going to show up tomorrow and the sun's going to rise and the sun's going to fall and sort of live in this life of, well, Brett, I hear you, all that. I don't disagree with anything you're saying, but I'm busy, Yeah. right? I've, I've got this, this, that, and the other, soccer on the weekends, travel, kids, everything else. But as we just learned, it's like you could walk out and get hit by a bus as right. soon as you leave here and right. tomorrow's not guaranteed. So so what would you say as we wrap this up from like a call to action standpoint for the person that has a really challenging, busy schedule, everything else, what do we say to them? Yeah, I would say you're not alone. I mean, I think there's a lot of people who are in that season of life. I'm in that season of life. I have to daily choose to be with Jesus. And I think that surprises people. I think they think that because I'm a pastor, I inherently have some you know, gratis gravitational pull that just pulls me into the presence of God day by day. I can tell you that I could go through a whole day of work and, and not necessarily talk to Jesus about one thing that I'm pointing to a whole world uh, to come to Jesus in. Mm. And that's really alarming, right? And I know that and pastors are at the same kind of risk as anybody else. I have to choose. I have yeah. to sit down. I have to be with the Lord. I have to, and there's a spiritual battle that's going to make you want to do everything, but you have to take a step. And at the end of the day, you know this from being a triathlete. You don't try to just run 26 miles on day one. You run around the block and, and, yeah, and, and right so I mean you don't try to necessarily figure this out all at once but you take a step in the right direction you say you know what Lord I realize that I've been living in a pretty spiritually emaciated place I want to get stronger so I'm going to start by taking my first bite today I'm going to take 10 minutes and be with you in your word or I'm going to sit down and I'm going to pray and I'm just going to you know turn on I could turn on anything on the radio but I'm going to put on some Christian tunes and I'm just going to jam out and worship and whatever that looks like that's where you start to take your first meal and I believe God will meet you there. One of those little things will have that compounding effect too, right? So it doesn't have to be you sign up for every single thing, but you start off with, like you said, 10 minutes in the Word and then you do that for a week and then layer on all these other things. And then the next thing you know, six months, you have this complete life transformation and you're closer to Jesus. Absolutely. So that's all we have for you on Coffee and Cuts today. We pray that that was beneficial to you. Whether you're going to run a marathon or just spend a little time with God, we pray it will be done to the glory of the gospel. See you next week.